0: Hey, this is Karen, and welcome back to My Sister Is Your Sister. I just want you to know how great I feel being here with you today, and boy, have we got a show for you, so why don't you grab a glass or mug of your favorite something, and sister with us for a while, life is too short not to share these moments. Hey there, and welcome back to My Sister is Your Sister. This is Karen coming to you on the evening of, well, on the evening. Uh, I'm here with my sister, Kelly, who is amazing. She's coming to us from Florida. She has been traveling full this last few weeks, so I thought we would kick it off with kind of something a little fun. Um, I brought Mom in on a few topic ideas and uh, she and I kind of came up with something that we always, always end up discussing at some point when the three of us are together. The birds and the bees. Mm. The, the birds and the bees. Do you remember your talk with mom about the birds and the bees? I remember. Oh, boy. I remember. Um, our mom was a nurse. She's Mm -hmm. retired now, but, um, she pulled out, you remember what an encyclopedia is, right guys? Yeah. She pulled out the encyclopedias at the dining room table and said, if you need to discuss things, you will use the medical terms. So she pulls out the books, penis, vagina, this happens, then you develop breasts. Well, I'd already had boobs, but I think they were baby boobs. You know, the little ones that you wear training bra, like third grade, because you want to be older than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we went back then, they were like you, when you get measured for a bra, if your boobs are big enough when you can hold a pencil under them. I don't I don't know that a pencil was my thing because I think I was a t- in a training bra till I was like a freshman in high school.
1: Yeah, I so oh, there's a lot to unpack already.
0: Right now. I I know. I've mm. been I've been hyped up about it all day. So my talk with mom was different than that.
1: She, oh. I don't remember her pulling out an encyclopedia. Ours, what I remember, um, is that I was in Girl Scouts and we had received some kind of workbook or oh, textbook yeah. or some kind of book, and there was a section about, um, puberty. So, um, as As uh, I was flipping through the book, I saw this section and I asked mom questions. And um, so it was very impromptu um, that that was mine. Um, But as far as training bras go, I for sure know that I was in a training bra until like
0: sophomore year of high school. For yeah, sure. but but then you developed nice boobs. i i I never did. oh, uh,
1: I mean, they've had
0: they've had their days. Mine are probably better now than they ever were, smaller, but hey, I feel like nothing I feel, wrong with that? No, no, they well, they've always been the small ones in the family. But I've always felt like I feel more proportionate now. Mm, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they fit my slightly smaller frame than they did uh, two years ago. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, boy. I mean, you're right. It's a lot to unpack. Back in the 80s, when we would have been going through puberty. Mm-hmm. Um. God, that's a long time ago. Yeah. That in itself is a lot to deal with. Right. Um, you didn't have the kind of stuff that you have on TV today. No. Like back then (gasps) when Crystal Carrington came out of the bathroom with a long satin robe on with a a nightgown underneath and it blew in the wind as she ran out with her kitten heels on and you saw a little leg. Oh my gosh. Grandma would turn the channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely
1: much more conservative back then. And they didn't talk about the stuff that they talk about on TV today, which, I mean, you know, I actually think what they have on TV now is it all serves a purpose, right? Um, And I think we've always said that there were conversations that we had around our dinner table. And mom always told us that, the conversations we had around the dinner table that she never would have had around her
0: dinner table growing up. Right, right. Um, I remember well, um, she had asked many a question about growing up and, you know, grandma, she came home one day and there was a a pack of maxi pads on her bed and a belt because you had to strap that onto you. (laughs) As if it's not bad enough. You know, when I started my period, you used to have to wrap it up and put it in a, my mom would hand me a, um, oh my gosh, a bandana. And I'd have, you know, oh, can I use the Mm -hmm. washroom? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, because, you know, maxi pads, even then didn't come in a plastic thing. It was like a flipping maxi pad that you're supposed to carry just in your purse, all open, willy nilly. Oh, and you're in like eighth grade and you go to get no. a pencil out of your pencil case and your maxi pad flies out. Oh, my God. The terror.
1: No, she had to deal with that. They were in the little plastic wrapper. Well, see, I'm not sure if it was because. You know what was not in the plastic wrapper, though, was the Tampa. teeny tiny guys.
0: Yeah. Those,
1: you know, the just the liners. Yeah. Those were just and why why wouldn't they like why would anybody just leave those out like how are you supposed to work with that what do you, what are you supposed to do with that yeah like you can't put that in your like you said you can't put that in your purse just right. all willy nilly well you know like gun right. wrapper and pencil top pencil shavings and like ink yeah all over it like that's not
0: yeah good. you go to you go to pull it out of your purse and there's a peppermint stuck to it yeah. What the hell? What the hell? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, mom, mom, like you wrap it in this, and then the used you throw away. Dad's, Dad's one comment. Um, those don't get thrown in the toilet. Don't flush that. That was that was. Yeah, never that, had a conversation with Dad about that. That was the one and only. And uh, I'm good with that. Yeah. I am real good with that because he 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 was cool not knowing all of the deets all of the details yeah. um, so so definitely wow i really went so fast through it so we had this conversation because kevin and i aren't that far apart age-wise yeah um we we used to harass the ever loving out of each other and i mean God love him. The poor boy got kicked in the package more times than... I... Yeah, yes, so I, I, I injured him often, I'm sure. And for every time I kicked him, I think I got punched in the boob and told him it was his fault. I was flat. But, oh, yeah. So puberty was kind of weird. You know, mom was like, okay here's my razor. I don't want you to use it until you're this age. You really shouldn't have to use it because you don't have any hair on your legs. And then I remember trying to get into like, my God, a routine, you know, oh, are they hairy? And then because it was so new to you, you didn't think about it. So then all of a sudden you got a pair of shorts on, and you got black hair growing down your legs, like a werewolf. Well, for as far as that goes, I was very lucky.
1: Cause the hair on my legs wasn't dark because it, it was blonde and it, it was very fine. So I would literally have to go months really? before it turned like cavewoman. Yeah.
0: I'm still like that. See, very I, lucky. You are. I only really shave mine every other month if I remember because having no natural hormones anymore without having ovaries. Um, Hair just doesn't grow the same anymore. Unfortunately, armpit hair definitely has never stopped. If anything, I wonder why it still grows and so quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's not, you know, I, I think I'm to a point in my life where body hair is very fine but you know it you, you know, it's it's not as noticeable but it's it still happens and i yeah. my big complaint is um now that i i don't work a 9 to 5 or i don't work at a salon i think i've become a little bit and i'll be really honest i've been a little bit lax with um, for several years because of finances I was really lax about doing my hair and oh boy I didn't get a manicure or, or ai pe- I couldn't tell you the last time I've had a pedicure mm-hmm. and to keep up on those things because I'm not in the salon atmosphere anymore yeah I don't know if I bucked against the system because I wasn't doing that anymore mm-hmm. or or what exactly but Probably in the last year, year and a half, I've really gotten back into habits of getting doing my nails myself, mm-hmm. which I'm a professional, so that's not a big deal. And I get to see Rachel. She does my hair color and keeps me nice and good looking. Um, but I, I would have to say we were really lucky because we had a mom who was so open and honest about everything when it came to puberty she never sugar-coated a thing no even when it came i definitely think it was like the nurse in her yeah yeah she was
1: just going to tell you the facts
0: yes yes it wasn't like this is how you should do it there was none of there was none of that there was um i always felt that if something happened i I actually think that when uh, I don't know how far we're going to go into this, but maybe I'll hold out on that for a little bit later in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I always felt like I always felt like Mom was a friend, yeah, and that i i I probably told her things before I told some of my girlfriend's things, yeah. Um, I remember a couple of our girlfriends in high school coming in, and they would be carrying on about how bad their period was. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I have a weird period, but I don't know that I need to talk about it here. You know, I have an outlet. They didn't have outlets for that. Like, I could be like, oh, oh, here, take two Tylenol. Go lay down with a hot pad. You'll feel so much better. These girls didn't know that stuff. Some of my high school girlfriends didn't have these conversations with their moms.
1: I don't know. I had all of conversations with my girlfriends in in
0: around that time. Oh, you probably um, had it with my girlfriends too, because I sure as heck didn't have it with my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't. I don't think I felt the same way you felt about my relationship with mom back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I definitely, like, it was more like, yeah, she's my mom. Um, Now, I knew I could talk to her about whatever. But when it came to, like, the deep down gritty details, I was definitely talking with my girlfriends. Um, I mean, I definitely, that's changed over time, obviously, Mm -hmm. like. I can pretty much, you know, well, not pretty much. I can talk to mom about anything and feel totally comfortable having the conversation. And same thing with you, you know. But like in high school, it was definitely more, I felt it was definitely more like parent-child relationship versus friend relationship.
0: And, and you know what? I could easily be remembering it badly. Well, you're remembering how you remember for
1: your relationship. Yeah. Just because I, we were in the same house doesn't mean we had the same experience or feel the same way. We're two different people. Well, uh,
0: you know, I know. <laughs> we, okay. Yeah. I don't know that we've talked about my health issues. Yeah. Uh, no, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Um, okay. I, is it thundering there? It is. Oh my God. I heard that. It was a rumble in the jungle. Yeah,
1: it's (sighs) raining. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm. You may have to. If it's not time, it's not time.
0: Um, I think we definitely had different needs at different times in our lives, and mm-hmm. and um, I don't remember a lot of time spent with a lot of my girlfriends because... I had decided I wanted to be a nurse like mom. So I worked at the nursing home and boy, I had a bad shopping habit. Then every dime went to either get put away so I could buy things to go away to college or, um, went to, uh, buying Aussie hairspray. So my hair would be tall and proud and, and it would look amazing, um, I think also because mom and I both worked at the same nursing home and she was my boss. We kind of drove in together and drove home together when we worked. And, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I just know that when it was important, I had that but I think it was a relationship that we had to mold because it was very different for, for her compared to the relationship we had, she had with her mom. Um, and she's, she has said very, very frequently that she experienced a lot of these relationships um, with grandma Sneden. Oh god I'm sorry. She experienced a lot of these with dad's mom, uh, a lot of that uh, personal conversations, girlfriend talk. Um because it wasn't something that she experienced with her own mom. Grandma dad's mom didn't have a daughter and she she just, "Oh, let's color each other's hair." Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's go shopping. They have ham on sale at the Kmart. I mean, she had a a close, very, very close relationship with her because she was very close to us when we were growing up. Right. Um so I I guess I have a lot of I have a lot of memories of having I don't know if you want to Intimate conversations, because I asked a lot of questions. Um, I did. I asked a lot of questions. And I worked in the medical field, so I saw a lot of naked bodies. You know, you're giving showers to the elderly, and you're like, what in the world? I've never seen anything like that. So there's a a lot of that going on as well. Um, Whereas I myself, I've mentioned previously had absolutely no interest in that. And, and you know what? It would have been one diaper change and you would have been laid out flat from a 90-year-old man. You'd have been done. You'd have been done. It, I, to think about it now, I would never, I could never do that again for anybody other than if our parents were to need help with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would never have to help another person do that ever again, and I would be fine yeah. for the rest of my life. Um, I the thought that I even did that back then, I I, I feel like much different person since then. Um, well, a lifetime ago. Yeah, I I think growing up and. Um, learning and changing i mm-hmm. think we're both so similar with our core values and as we as we get older we see that even though we have those core values we've turned into unique um very different unique oh, individuals sure. um i i had somebody i had so, I, I had a good friend message me about our father's day podcast yeah and they said oh my god i could read you like a book i knew the minute you were sitting there <laughs> <laughs> ta- i didn't all broke up about your dad and uh your sister's very business professional she she handled it like <laughs> and i said we're 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 very similar, and yet, at the same time, we are so uniquely choked different. up. I know you did. Hmm. My driver's here with my Walmart grocery delivery. How lazy am I? I'm like, hmm. Not
1: of- at all. I just I, ate that on Monday night. So I had, I had uh, snacks to take on my business trip this week. Girl. It's very difficult to find breakfast on the road. I well I bet it is. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. But if that's my biggest problem, then I'm I'm doing all right, I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess so, girl. Um Let's go. Let's go back, because you know I I get to talking and I get carried away. I yeah, want to go get back. We get I know. Weekends. I know. I can't help it. I get in the feels and I I get going on a topic that we weren't even going to discuss, and um uh, the birds and the bees.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Yeah. One thing, so we already mentioned about like the training bra, but I remember saying to mom because my little, my little boobies did not come in when they were supposed to. And I just remember being like, when is this going to happen? I I remember that. When? And I'm like, because when you look across our family, everybody is pretty well endowed. So I was just like, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And then it just didn't, and didn't, and didn't, and didn't. And and it's funny to look back on now, mm-hmm. um, but it's, you know, that's one of those things that you think about as a as a teenage girl. Like, you're like, Whoa, this well, this is supposed to happen, and
0: it's not. Why well, not? yeah. You know, we changed when we went to Arbor Park High School. You had to change. I'm so sorry. Dog's going to bark. there's the walmart orders here um i'm so sorry for the interruption guys when we went to middle school we had to change into a gym uniform and yes it was a ridiculous pair of weird shorts that were too short and if you were a chubby kid like i was You didn't want to change in front of everybody because you thought your stuff was different than the person next to you. And then you had that one girl in class who had a rack for days, had the body of a senior in high school, and you thought for sure she was Kelly LeBrock from Weird You know what?
1: That girl was probably thinking to herself, oh my gosh, how embarrassing my body is so different from everybody else's. I can't believe it. I need to cover up these boobs. I need to cover up like you know. Yeah. Thinking back now, you know, nobody's thinking about your body. Everybody's thinking about their own body. Right. Still, right. even
0: still, right. Although I I have to say I I still get a little self I mean having lost the amount that I have, I'm mm-hmm. much my god, I'm so sorry. Losing what I have, I'm more comfortable in my skin now than I probably have ever been. Yeah. Um even with it saggy and baggy in spots because I worked for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm proud agree. that that I've got that. And you know that used to be puffy and full of yeah I I, I worked hard to have that difference and i'm gonna take it because it's healthier for me in the long run so you're exactly right that really meek and timid and mild that every class had the same one you Mm -hmm. know you you had one that thought you know that walked right out of weird science is kelly LeBrock, and then you had the other one who was the tomboy from oh my gosh Some kind uh, of wonderful, you. yeah. But yes, thank you. Oh my god, she is adorable. Yeah, i I would have given anything to be her. And I, I, she was just so adorable and so cool. I liked the tomboy in her, you yeah. know. And and I think I probably was a bit of a tomboy, but. I I was I was a weird youth. I don't ever feel like I fit into any of those clicky groups or um yeah, I, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. And that hmm. probably went on until I was a sophomore in high school. I never felt like you know, I was the chubby kid. And looking back, I wasn't I I wouldn't say. I was the fat kid. I was not, you know, the skinny kid was like a size 8, 10, or maybe a 12. And I was like um, a 16. I mean, it wasn't, back then it was a whole different kind of chubby. Yeah. I think nowadays, because there's so much more for um, plus size girls. Right. You know, there was only two stores back then. <clears throat> yeah. So you always, you had to really try and fit an outfit together because things were so much older looking right. than, than the high school attire. You know, everybody was wearing cute uh, paper bag, denim jeans, and going to DJs. And, you know, I bought the one shirt that fit me from DJs that was an IOU and had one. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, it wasn't because I didn't want it that I didn't have it. I, it was what's going to fit and look nice, you know. Well, when I, hmm. no, go ahead. Um, well, you know it's it's a, it's a matter of finding your style. That's that also is a big part of the birds and the bees finding well, finding your woman. To be fair. I feel like I'm still trying to find my
1: guiding light, if you will. I feel like I could have a totally different look and persona on a day-to-day basis. I I feel like one day I can put together an outfit and it's like cute little girl next store. And the next day it could be like rocker chick. Well, that's good. I think so
0: that means that you're very you're you're put together well and and you're not afraid to um yeah, you're not afraid to express your style i hope so
1: I, but i feel like what you just said a couple minutes ago you know i feel like um after the weight loss that i've experienced like it really took time to uh, one understand what size i even am Mm -hmm. And number two, like, okay, now that I know what size it is, like, what, how do I want to present myself? And here's the other thing. I feel like I had to go through a change about that moving to Florida because obviously it's very different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But then also I work from home, but then I also have to travel for work and be in an office. So there's a lot of different type of things going. Like there's a lot of like um, far swings on the pendulum there.
0: Yeah. And, no. No. I get what you mean. There's a you know? there's definitely a lot of looks, and uh, uh, a lot of exactly personality. Did yeah. You, did you? And and I feel that for many years I dressed very professional for work. Fun but more along the lines of professional because I managed the salon then I owned a salon. And then I worked um, for Ryan for a couple years years um, in his warehouse. So it was like jeans or cutoffs and a t-shirt. Yeah. So I went, I swung way, way from one side to the other. I never had the kind of job like you did. My job could be more fun and and style based uh, uniqueness because people came to you for the personality that you have just as much as they came to you for your skill level. Mm-hmm. Um so I kind of feel like late 40s into my 50s, I'm kind of I'm kind of changing my my feel again. I really love all these retro tees that have come out. I never was able to wear like a Led Zeppelin T-shirt or uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. prepared to die. I, I Oh, like the graphic tees? I, yeah, I was never big into graphic tees because it was like not professional. Mm. and And I feel like I go out now with something like that on and put a belt on it or Goonies. Oh my God, it just, it strikes up conversations. And I've got my, my big old clodhopper Hopper, uh, Mary Janes on. And to me, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a relaxed fit pair of jeans and a t-shirt kind of gal. Yeah. Um, I get very uncomfortable. I think there's a lot of body, body dysmorphia there because being the heavy girl. through through most of my life um, that I've always tried to hide it and I've always been like wow that girl's a big girl do I look like her Mm -hmm. and I feel now that you've got to be yourself you've spent too many years oh 100% too, too many years worrying about what people are thinking about you And if I just am going to be myself, screw anybody and their negative opinions. Yep. Because you know what? If they have an issue with me, can you imagine the unpacking on a psych couch that they should be doing about themselves? I mean, that's usually the case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. as always, I feel that I totally veer us off topic, but I, I think a lot of that goes in with the birds and the bees, um, self, how you depict yourself as a physically, yeah. you know that theme, and your, your yeah, yeah, that all kind of goes into the same, folds into the same suitcase. Well, there, I think
1: a lot of that. I think a lot of that,
0: like. A lot of your experiences through that
1: time shape the person that you become. Yes, and yes. Um, yeah,
0: so I think that makes sense. <clears throat> I think that. I I, I do want to say that when Kelly did finally get a rack, she had a very sizable rack much nicer than anything i ever had oh or God. still have well thank she, you she she had killer cleavage and <laughs> there's a picture of her in high school and with a white sweater and i think it was her sophomore or junior year oh, I love and she's hers. got a past tense yeah <laughs> that she had a white sweater on and she wasn't wearing glasses she must have had contacts at that time yeah. and that girl is sitting so straight those and i'm going to be I'm gonna be crass. Those tits are saying hello. Oh my gosh, hysterical! You, you know the picture I'm talking about. Well, before was... that
1: picture, I don't even think that they were very there,
0: there yet. So, so that's funny. You must have had a a booby push-up bra on or something. I must have. Probably, probably I did. Probably. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the okay, menstruation. Overrated. Overrated.
1: Yeah, I'm, glad I'm glad I, I
0: haven't had to
1: to, I'm glad I don't have to deal with all that.
0: Now is that be is that because you have a shot or you have a something TMI? Yes, you could say I, TMI. I have an IUD. Really? Now yeah. do you do you find that? I'm on, my, I'm on my third. I find it amazing that you are able to use that and have no issues. No. I had I had tried that. I had already had some surgeries, and I had tried that to regulate some hormones. Mm-hmm. I and remember, and you like went back a week later. I I went back a week later, and they they had to remove it. I felt I felt like. I could feel it. And they're like, no, you don't. Lady, I feel it. It's in there. No, I love it. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that you don't have to worry with all of that. Mm -mm. Absolutely Um, love
1: it. The only bad part is because, you know, everybody's got their own little procedures that they've had to have and stuff. And so uh, when I have to go and have it removed and replaced, the removal Mm -hmm. is fine it's uncomfortable but it's fine but um the placement of the new is uncomfortable for me now would it be for anybody else I don't know but for me because I've had a a little procedure before that has so I have some scar tissue um So it is, uh, in fact, I made Ryan go with me and he went into the room with me last time. And, um, and when they were, so they were also doing like an external ultrasound at the same time to make sure that they were, it was being placed in the proper position, blah, blah, blah. And it was very uncomfortable and like my hands went numb and my feet went numb and I was sweating profusely. And I felt, um, like, nauseous. And, I mean, you know, they're stirring up all your goods. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I So, basically, like, after they finally got it in place, um, I had to lay there for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And they brought me juice. And, like, Ryan was fanning me with a file folder. And, um, yeah. Oh, but like what that. I do again, I mean... Let's be real. That's just one day, a a 15 minute situation, and then not having to worry about it for five years.
0: Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Yeah. I had to go through an awful lot to not have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've kind of touched on it and uh, I don't, I'm a little bit weird about it only because God, it's been so long. Yeah. Um, I had been having some health issues and saw a gynecologist when I was 18 before I went away to college. And she said, you need to go on the pill. Now, let me tell you, I was not active prior Mm. to any of this. And she said, we need to put you on the pill because you've got a a small cyst on your ovary. This will take care of it. Well, fast forward a year and they're taking out a, 17 centimeter flattened basketball tumor off of my ovary and telling me that it's cancer at 19 years old. Yeah. Um, So they ended up doing almost like a cesarean scar, but going from my belly button down into my pubic area and because it was quite large and yeah. of course now the scar is much larger because that whole belly thing is has, is is much larger <laughs> much larger um and the doctor goes oh well we took it out you're fine well You know, mom's, mom's comfortable with geriatrics and she goes to work after all of this. And, you know, I'd been working with her at the nursing home for years. So a lot of these ladies are like aunts, good girlfriends. Sure. They say, you know, "Uh, she's so young. This is so weird. I've never heard of anybody her age having it. I think you should take her to Loyola. So we went to Loyola, took us a couple I don't even remember how long it took us to get in, but my first surgery was June 24th. um, And I was seeing a new doctor, Dr. Dolan by the 20 something. I, I, my next surgery was September of that same year and they removed more and they did a lot of biopsies and I was clear. Right. So there's this whole medical menopause but you still have an ovary they removed one ovary you have the other um two years later and i i had every 3 month visits and during this time i was dating the same person and i was active so i was on birth control and <sighs> we were engaged and we were going to get married and yeah so fast forward to 1995, it's back. This time it's a 16-inch softball on the other side. So without hesitation, the doctor says that has to come out. And I'm not sure, but we'll try and save the ovary. Well, it was totally destroyed. Um, so they had to remove it. Yeah. So I went through my, I really can't say that I've ever had a normal uh, hormone or sex life because it's always been, It's I've never had the same kind of experience that other friends or girlfriends or you or mom have ever had because my body was so different and anything that, you know they just don't treat women's bodies the way they do men they it, it a woman all of that inside changes so much when you've got you've got to have your ovaries removed you've got to have you know that's that those are your hormone producing yeah glands you you don't um then they say oh well you know when you're overweight your fat cells produce estrogen Yeah, it's different. It's not the same. I don't ever remember. I remember being vivacious and a little bit of a uh, very flirty and hubba hubba. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a real, 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 real long time since I felt any of that. Probably 28 years. (laughs) And I, I think that, um, I guess it's been about five years ago now. So I was 43 or 44. Um, they said, there's absolutely no reason for you to maintain this. You haven't had a period in this long. By, by, you know, it made no sense for them to keep me on hormone replacements because heart disease, breast cancer, all of these things. Right. Uh, increase your risks so before then probably at 38 I went off all my hormones and at 44 45 uh, they did a complete hysterectomy well they they were what was remaining they removed and uh, it was a it was a rough surgery and I would say, We've been through a lot together, Kel. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was. It was pretty emotional. Um, I had. I had a real hard time after that surgery. But health wise, I became much healthier since then. Um, so. Something we said uh, for that. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, we've 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 gone through a lot of stuff together. You've always been a partner in crime and in health. And in poor health. Always somebody to talk things through and and you know. I try. Yeah, you rock it. We've been through yeah. procedures. Many a time with Many one another. Yeah. Many a time. Um. Yeah, boy, I I really talked a lot. What have you got? Have you got anything that I haven't <laughs> been all over the board with? Are you even comfortable with us posting this one after? <laughs> I'm fine. If you are, <laughs> I'm fine. I uh, I I don't know that there was there was a lot there was a lot there. Yeah, and I I don't even think we hit on the important stuff. Um, Well, there was plenty that was important. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk at some point, I want to talk about something mom gave me when that moment happened. And I told her and I was mortified. She was very supportive. She gave me something that she wrote when she was pregnant with me. That's what she told me. And I keep it. I have it with me to this day in my wallet. Oh, I don't know. Nice. I don't. I don't know that you've ever read it, but I. I think next time. I, I don't see, think I
1: have because I didn't even know about it. Um. Well,
0: it it was about. You know what? I think we're going to cover that in another episode because I'll I'll get it out and read it. It was it it shows a different side to me. it shows that super supportive. Um, I'm gonna have to ask Mom though because I think that
1: yeah, that might be something just to keep for yourself, yeah,
0: it it was just such a it got me through a bad experience and and uh and maybe that's why she gave it to me um but it it really she really the birds and the bees was funny I mean the only way it could have been funnier is if it was done with a felt board you know it, it was so anatomical it was so biological mm-hmm. well it it's was me that
1: we' had very different experiences that I think that we've had very
0: different experiences yeah maybe she thought boy Karen was like laughing like an idiot and going penis vagina through the whole thing maybe I need to go at it from a different perspective with Kelly oh maybe maybe I I don't yeah. know I don't know if, about that it could she well it could have been it could have been you know the only thing okay so We talked about these packages that we received in Girl Scouts or I don't know if it was in health class. Yeah, mine was Girl Scouts for sure. Okay. Well, I remember one of the very first times that we experienced getting anything. I, I, I saw a comedian the other day and she was talking about the horrible things that you have gone through. She's a TikTok personality. The horrible things that you go through uh generation x okay and she said you know you guys thought covid was bad and this is not a i mean this i'm not trying to be funny you should have to stand stand in line in a t-shirt in your underwear and bend over so a nurse can see if you have scoliosis because that's the worst thing that could happen to you is scoliosis or do you remember oh, He's older than us oh well no i I remember that. No. Yes, yes. She's actually younger than I am. What? She's right between us. I remember in grade school, not in not in junior high. In grade school, bending over, and Mrs. Wagner, not not Jim's mom, but Mrs. Wagner was a was our school nurse, and I just remember her being. Well, you know, I was one of those who got sent home because I was sick a lot. Because Dad would take me out for French fries, but you had to bend over in your T-shirt, and she would check the curvature of your spine. I you're looking. You're looking this up for facts. I am. You? I am looking it up. I'm. Uh, where would I pull that? I'm not pulling that out of my ass. That ha- it happened, or uh, I the, don't remember. Prom- that didn't happen to me. Then she said, okay, so then, then, you know, in in grade school, you're sitting on a stool with the school nurse behind you with tongue depressors and a, a light. And she, of course, she doesn't have gloves on because the 80s were a completely different time. And she's digging through your hair looking for lice because there's a lice infestation at the kindergarten through fourth grade. And everybody's going to get a lice check. I remember that. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. We never wore hats because you weren't going to bring lice home to this family. Hell no. What was the other thing? Oh. When they would come in and talk about oral hygiene. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, those young kids don't brush their teeth the way they should. So they would give you a toothbrush and a little mini toothpaste and then you had to chew on this red tablet and then they would you would go into the bathroom and look at your teeth in the mirror and they would sh- they would tartar shame you to death that you don't brush well that is true that is true i remember telling, little red tablets and they what would did have you? you'd have little
1: red stain all over your teeth to show you where you hadn't brushed your teeth very well
0: right what does it say about scoliosis? Did you look it up? Yeah. This is saying the 60s. Kel, I'm telling you, I remember doing it. Well, do you do you remember? I mean, when was the last time anybody had a tornado drill in the Midwest? Do you remember going out into the hallways and having to sit facing the hallway walls and and put your head between your knees and kiss your ass goodbye because there was going to be a tornado? Yeah, I remember that. I mean, we did that all the way through eighth grade.
1: Yeah, well, definitely not nearly as traumatic as the tests they have to, the
0: drills they have to run nowadays. Right, right. I mean, but still, that lice thing and the scoliosis, I'm telling you, she's she's not as old as I am. But I do remember, I do remember being in a t-shirt in front of Mrs. Wagner and she was checking for scoliosis. I don't remember that. I I do. I will look it up and I will fact check. All right, all right. Then moving on, moving on to junior high. Ugh. Now comes the awkwardness of body odor. Oh my this gosh! Is, this took a turn. Well, yeah, yeah. Run the gamut. There's so much to discuss. Mini deodorants is my last thing I want to talk about. So when you get to your when you get to your junior high level, now you gotta start worrying that every cramp that you get, every oh my god, I have to go to the bathroom, you're gonna end up with your that period. Well, I will tell you, I'm gonna
1: go back, I'm gonna go back on a topic. Okay. You wanna know what's embarrassing because you're talking it's starting to talk about having cramps and then you're gonna be fearful that like what's gonna happen. Well. You remember that during high school, I was in French, I took French, and I was lucky enough that I was able to go to France with my class between, was it between junior and senior year? It was between junior and senior year. Or was it junior year during Easter break or spring break or whatever Uh, it was? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Well, picture this. me a teenager in France with people from school. I don't know. Maybe there was 10 or 12 of us. We were out for dinner and we're done eating dinner. And I start scooching over on the booth. I got my period. (gasps) Bled through my jeans on the booth. Then I had to go back to my hotel room which I was sharing with three girls from high school had to wash my jeans in the sink talk about embarrassing.
0: Yeah, oh, cuz it was that period gush, you know that was a mess. You poor thing. I had no idea. Yeah. That was embarrassing. And I didn't, so
1: I didn't even really realize, but so there was a boy sitting next to me and he, I can only imagine, like I didn't realize at the time, but then when I got back to the hotel, there was, you know, the blood. (laughs) But he ended up scooching because it was one of those curved booths.
0: Oh, he scooched right through the mess. No, he scooched the other way.
1: So um, my assumption is that it was he noticed and then scooched the other way because it would have been much easier to scooch my way.
0: Well at least he wasn't like, oh my god. No, he was
1: very much a um he he was much too dignified for that. Oh. Yes. He was a very
0: nice boy. Bookish. Book a bookish. Yes. Who is the nice boy? Oh gosh,
1: I believe his name was William.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: We but have. Could you even have, imagine?
0: No, I did. I'd have died in in
1: thousands of miles from your mom, and here you are. Now, I I don't know. I must have. I must have brought
0: I I would products, think I would yeah
1: but I, would I was mortified mortified and that I think is the only time that I ever really had like a embarrassing mortifying situation around my period, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think that's that's a pretty good one. <laughs> oh
0: my God. So listen. Yeah. I know we've been all over the place today, but I just want to say how awesome and oh my gosh, I can't believe how many different experiences we had even growing up. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell our listeners that we are going to be doing a book club. Mm, right, right. Yes. Uh, and the book club is not going to be part of the original podcast. We're going to do that as a bonus. So um, we're going to do uh, our first book is a Lenny Kravitz book. And it is called, da, 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 where is it?
1: love is love no love it love is oh my gosh let Just... love rule let love rule
0: are you yeah. there yeah no I'm okay. <laughs> are you there <laughs> let let love rule it comes in paperback um for those of you excuse me who are on a budget or those of you who'd like to be cheap which is fine too I'm on a budget. I went to Walmart and they had it as a uh, pre-read book. Yeah. Um, the paperback, I got it for 4.50. dollars uh, So it's called Let Love Rule. And it's a book about Lenny Kravitz and his creative path and how he has uh, conquered so much through his life and become an amazing musician, author, and actor um, we we have quite a few books that we'd like to bring in and do a book club with. So if there's something that you'd like to read, something that you'd like to talk about when you read um, we are here and you can reach us on our Facebook group or you can reach out to us on the podcast website which is my sister is your mm-hmm. uh, We do have at the bottom an easy access button now to the uh, episodes for the podcast. We also have a email service uh, as well on the bottom where you can reach out and talk to us. Let us know what's going on in your world. See if we can work some things out and uh, just maybe be good listeners and uh, tell you what our thoughts are. Um. We are also on Instagram and Kelly, I have to say is much better at that. I'm really trying hard to work this PR stuff. So everybody, we can get out to as many people as possible. Uh, because I think we have a lot of great things to talk about and to share. And, uh, I couldn't be more blessed than having this special time with my sister. Um, Kelly, you've got anything you'd like to close with?
1: Oh, goodness. I don't. I don't. I'm looking forward to my book. I think my book is going to be delivered Saturday, so we can read that and we can talk about that. And uh, we've got lots more to talk about. And obviously, today went a little off the rails, but that's fine. I was entertained. And I'm sure everybody else will be entertained as well.
0: Awesome. All right, cool. Uh, So I want to say thank you again. Kelly, thank you. I know you've been working and traveling so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here tonight and making the time, because I know it's been hard for us to connect. Um, For those of you who are interested, we are also, uh, I'm going to post uh, the books that we're looking at. We're also looking at The Lovely Bones, Mm-hmm. And um, there's a few more. If there's something you'd like to talk about yeah, or read, old. yeah, please uh, send, us, send us some ideas. Um, we are currently grabbing books from Walmart. And for those of you who haven't, there's an awesome, those of you who still read paper, Um, I have gone back to reading paper books. I miss the feel of them in my hand. I miss the smell of the paper. Uh, I was such a bookie um, pre-chat rooms because, you know, I got an addiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, An unhealthy addiction. Lord help us. Um, Thriftbooks.com has secondhand books they have first editions if you're looking for a special copy or a collection they post them constantly uh it's something that i just found from a girlfriend of mine and i gotta tell you i am impressed i saw a lot of first editions that i'd love to have and uh, maybe someday but uh Thank you again. I will be posting about the book club on Facebook, and I think we're going to put a little section up on the website too. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys. Kelly, I love you. Love you too. You're an amazing sister. Oh, and re- you totally are. And remember, guys, take, take care, care of you and your sister. Cool. All right. Have a good night. Love All and me. hugs.
1: All right. Bye. Bye. for joining us on another episode where my sister is your sister. I'm Kelly here with my sister, Karen. Don't forget to subscribe and share wherever you listen to your podcasts. Take care of you and your sister.